You're listening to the Spine Talk Podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. Thank you for joining us today. Today we are talking about martial arts and spine care. And we have Dr. Jessica Shellock, orthopedic spine surgeon, and Dr. Sheena Buva, physiatrist, both at Texas Back Institute. Welcome, doctors. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so for qu- first question, I want to ask you guys, uh, actually, congratulations, Dr. Shellock, for getting your black belt recently. Yes. Thank you. Um, can you tell me a little, little bit about your martial arts that you're practicing and how that experience has been for you so far? Sure. So I have been doing Taekwondo. Um, and basically for me, it started a little over three years ago as, uh, something to do with my son. He just turned 10 and he also got his black belt recently. So it was an activity for us to do together. And it was something that I was looking at as a, you know, accomplishment, kind of a bucket list accomplishment for me. And for him, I really felt like it would give him confidence and sort of build character and respect and, also teach him some aspects of self-defense, but I felt like there were just a lot of qualities that would blossom from from doing the martial art um, program. So it was just great to be able to do it together and train for you know the last three and a half ish years to uh, to get our black belts and test together. That's awesome. That's great, Dr. Buva. What martial arts did you practice? And tell me about that experience. So I practice something called American Freestyle Martial Arts or USA Martial Arts. It's a combination of jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, karate. So there's a lot of hand-foot combination, but then also grappling and wrestling and sparring. Um, So mine is a little bit different from Dr. Shellock's in the sense that I started when I was 10. So my mom had the foresight at that time to get me um, involved in martial arts and kind of help bring me confidence and kind of instill those lifelong skills that you learn um, through martial arts. And so, so yeah, so it's been a while. So I um, started in 1996. So when I was 10 years old and earned my first degree black belt um, in 1999, so about three years. So it does take a long time and a lot of hard work and dedication to earn that first degree. And then I earned my second degree black belt two years after in 2001. That's great. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the work and dedication uh, that you put into it in achieving black belt, Dr. Puba? Yeah, so um, as Dr. Shaw can attest to, it takes a lot of time. Um, Fortunately, I wasn't in practice or anything at that time, so I would go to school and then um, go straight to martial arts classes. So a lot of dedication from my parents, you know, driving me around. (laughs) I'm sure Dr. Shaw can talk about that. And um, so really, yeah, like, three or four times a week I would go. Um, I also was playing competitive basketball, so I had to learn to kind of balance the two sports. And then during the summers, it was all just martial arts. And so um, it took a good three years of, of that to, to get my first degree. And then the testing, um, it's very rigorous as getting your black belt. So we tested or we trained all summer and then at the end of the summer we tested. And so I think there was a group of five of us. So. Lots of physical stuff, lots of mental, just kind of um, making sure that you have the stamina to to kind of prove yourself as a black belt. Yeah. And Dr. Shellock, that's going to be a different experience for you uh, since you did it recently while you're still practicing spine surgery. It is. And I think that just to Dr. Viva's point, that it's it's such a time commitment. Um, and for, for me, the 
the driving around, driving my son around, that worked because I had to go there too. So, so that, but there, you know, two to three times a week, we'd, we'd go to classes. Um, you know, when you start out, you start out as your white belt. And then to get all the way to the black belt, there's, there's basically 10 belts up to black belt. And for each of those belt levels, you also have to take a test. And so, you know, these belt tests would be in the evenings on a weeknight. There were times I was scrambling to come from work to make it just straight to the black belt or not the black belt to the belt test. Um, you know, someone else, my mother-in-law or my husband would have to bring my son to it. I mean, there's just a lot of coordinated efforts to, to even get to that point. And then again, to, um, to echo what Dr. Buva said, once you're at the point of being able to test for your black belt, you actually have to go through a lot of physical challenges. Um, you have to actually learn a bunch of Korean terms and take a mm. written Korean test. Wow. And you have to do multiple physical tests um, over multiple days with, you know, and then a run. Um, there's just, there's a lot, again, just to prove that mentally and physically you're capable of, you know, of really measuring up. Were there any lessons or values that you um, learned through this, or maybe your son learned through this that uh, you found valuable? I think just for for me and and hopefully for you know for him as well, the I guess the main tenets of Taekwondo it's you know respect, integrity, courtesy, mm. um, perseverance, things that I feel like are just qualities that hopefully we all strive to represent as human beings towards each other. But I really think that you know it's helped um, for me just to just again, to like reinforce how important that is just on a day-to-day -day level, you know, with people. We're interacting with patients all the time, and I think it's just so important to recognize that, you know, these are people that are deserving of our respect mm -hmm. and just, you know, um, courtesy and things that really are reflected in martial arts. And I think for my son, it's just kind of helped also build those qualities in him and the perseverance and just realizing that if you commit to something, you can accomplish it. That's really what I wanted him to take out of it, too. Sure. Uh, a lot of those are similar qualities of the, you know, tenants of Texas Back Institute. That's where we want to treat patients and staff members and all that kind of stuff. So, exactly. Um, yeah, that's great. And Dr. Buva, you did this at an earlier age. Mm -hmm. um, some would say formative years. Yep. Did some of those lessons and, and key values um, help shape you into who you are now, you think? Oh, definitely. 100%. So I was thinking as Dr. Shalik was talking, like some of my fondest memories of going to class was at the end of class, we stand at attention, and then we had those same exact words on the walls, like respect, integrity, modesty, perseverance. And you remember just saying those out loud. And as I got older and I went through um, my classes and kind of earning, going, getting closer to my black belt, kind of really understanding what those words were and incorporating them in your day-to-day -day stuff. So even like in college, when I had already gotten my black belt, you know, trying to get into medical school, like not doing well on an OCHEM test, organic chemistry test. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to get into medical school? And just thinking, you know, hey, I have my black belt. You know, I can, you know, I can do anything. Set your mind to it. Try again. Get help from your professors. Do better on the next test. And and then yeah, and then here we are as physicians. And then um, even as a physician, like day to day, when I'm so I do injections, like spine injections, right? And if I can't get where I need to get, like with the needle, if there's like a bone spur or something, it's just regroup, take a big deep breath, kind of step back for a second and then try again. So really, yes, definitely to answer your question, stuff I learned during my formative years, incorporate them into kind of my everyday stuff. So would you say there are some similarities to getting your black belt and becoming a doctor? 
Um, I know they're not equal, obviously, <laughs> but um, both take a lot of dedication and years of hard work. Exactly. Yeah. So um, obviously there's the physical aspect, right? So like Dr. Schuck was saying, there's certain uh, physical feats that you have to um, reach to become a black belt. But then with medical school, residency, similar to that in the sense that, you know, you're running off of like maybe a snatch from sleep. And so just kind of really trying to do your best under those circumstances and then mentally um, and then even spiritually, like just kind of becoming strong and, and incorporating that into, into your career. And so one of the other things, so perseverance, that's one of the big things I learned through martial arts and then also respect. So I remember anytime you would enter into the, you know, the martial arts class, you would bow, you'd bow to the mat, you would bow to your instructor, uh, you would bow to, you know, your opponent if you were about to spar or something, and then taking that into your patients. So respecting your patients, respecting this gift that we have as physicians, kind of part of our creed is I come to you with empty hands, I have no weapons. So like using your your hands as, as a way to heal patients, obviously, literally, we're uh, doing surgery or doing injections, nerve studies, that kind of stuff. Um, it just ties so closely in with each other. So. And Dr. Schell, could you um, talk a little bit about, uh, did your medical career and going through medical school, school and being a surgeon that physically and mentally dedicated to what you're doing, um, did that translate at all into you doing martial arts? I think that for for me and starting it when I did um, kind of as a collaborative thing with with my son, it really just played well into it. It complemented it. Sure. Um, you know, the the journey from medical school through residency, through fellowship to becoming a spine surgeon in practice. It's you know, and it's still continuing. I mean, my, my journey is still going on. Right. You're constantly learning. There's not a there's not a day or a week that goes by that I'm not still learning and, and hopefully becoming better and better at what I do. Um, and so I think that it's nice to have something that's going on in your life sort of in parallel where you realize that this journey in martial arts, I mean, yes, I've, I've made it to where I now have my first degree black belt. I can keep going on. I can go, you know, as far as I want to go and, you know, continue to learn and continue to grow in that in the same way that I'm continuing to grow as a surgeon. So I think they're very complimentary and it just, you know, it kind of instills in you that drive to just keep becoming better and becoming more, which I think is what really makes us, you know, use the gift that we have as a physician is to just realize that your your learning actually starts probably the most when you get out into practice, mm -hmm. you know, because now it's real and everything you've built up to that foundation is going to help to just keep carrying you forward. And that's kind of how, you know, you build that foundation in martial arts and you just carry that into your life with the tenets that, you know, help you to become a better person. And, you know, the, um, you know, in medicine, just the kind of the perseverance of making sure that you're continuing to strive to become better. And I'm sure it was difficult after maybe a long day of surgery, standing on your feet, wearing 30, 40 pounds of lead and PPE on top of all of that, then going to Taekwondo. I'm sure that that wasn't easy, but you, you kept pushing through to get to where you are now. There were many a day where I thought to myself, man, if it wasn't for both Taylor and I needing to do this together, I just want to go home, take a hot shower and, you know, and call it a call it a day or call it a night. But 
Um, that's just it. I mean, that's that's the perseverance and, you know, that's the finding that will to just keep going, you know, and that's that's key to medicine. There's so much of that in everything that we do treating patients. And really, I think that's awesome. Like as a woman, as a mom, being able to do that, I, I can't even imagine doing that now. <laughs> so thanks. But that's you could awesome. totally do it. <laughs> she could do it. I know she could. <clears throat> so both of y'all are physicians dealing with musculoskeletal conditions. Are there any any have y'all seen any injuries from martial arts or are there any injury prevention tips that you would like to give? Um, I've, I've seen um, a number of people, you know, at our studio get injured. Um, you know, I, I think that as you continue to advance some of the kicks and some of the spinning combinations, you know, it really puts your body into a position where if you're not spot on or you land off or something that you, you can injure yourself. And I've definitely seen that. I've seen um, even a couple of the instructors, you know, with occasional like hand injuries mm -hmm. on some of the breaking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's very physical. And even with like all the protective gear that when you're sparring that you wear, um, you know, it's, it's certainly very possible to, to injure yourself. They try to get us to warm up at the very beginning, which I think is huge. And you really need to, so you don't actually even just like, you know, pull a muscle or something, especially for us older people, you know, like the little kids, they're pretty, pretty bendy, but I really do need to stretch at the beginning or else I'm going to probably injure myself. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've seen some injuries. I mean, fortunately for myself, I've been super cautious. Um, I'm so protective of my wrists that for things that involve like strikes and things, I'm just, you know, really, really very cautious that this is my livelihood, so I definitely don't want to injure my hands. Well, but. we and your patients appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, Dr. Buva, do you have any tips or anything that you would like to share with people that are either looking into or practicing currently any kind of martial arts? Yeah, so going back to the injury prevention, so fortunately I have not had any, any serious injuries, maybe some I remember like straining my elbow or finger here and there, but no, definitely no fractures or anything like that, at least with martial arts. With basketball, I did dislocate my finger, but that's a whole other issue. So, <laughs> but no, just to echo what Dr. Shalik is saying, really in any kind of physical activity, you want to make sure that you stretch and you're warmed up before, whether it's going for a jog or, you know, playing basketball or golf, right? Um, just to kind of keep those muscles loose. And especially as we get older, I think that's more important. Yeah, for sure. So if someone does have a spine injury during martial arts activities, um, what, what would you guide them to for sources of treatment? Um, would it be, uh, you know, like their primary care physician? Should they come see a doctor at Texas Back Institute? What does that look like for an injury at, in martial arts? I think it just depends on kind of the severity of the injury and what the symptoms are. You know, I mean, obviously, a mild, you know, muscle strain or something along those lines or, you know, a sprained joint, you know, you might be able to just treat that very conservatively, um, you know, even seeing a primary doctor, or, you know, kind of a sports sports medicine doctor. I think that certainly if you have sciatica or some kind of like, you know, nerve pain um, from either a neck injury or a low back injury, um, and certainly if you have weakness or anything alarming neurologically, then you definitely need to come see a specialist, you know, and you can see Dr. Buva, you can see myself. I mean, anyone here at Texas Back is going to be able to help uh, figure out what you need, you know, to have done and, and do a workup. But for, for the most part, I think most injuries are going to respond to some rest, anti-inflammatories, you know, maybe some gentle therapy or something along those lines, depending on what's going on. So fortunately, most are probably not going to require the, uh, the magnitude of our services, but yeah. 
That's great. Is there anything else you would like to share about martial arts or um, your spine care, um, you know, practice that uh, that you'd like to share with us? I think um, I feel like it should be required, right? Martial arts, like part of the school curriculum, because really, um, if you're a parent thinking about whether or not you should um, have your ch you know child enroll in a martial arts, I think definitely go for it. Um, I am a product of that. You know, my mom, like I said before, had the foresight to get me enrolled early um, as a young girl. And I think that really gave, gave me the confidence and just instilled those values that I use today. So um, I love it. I encourage everyone to do it. And it's it's very fun. Yeah. yeah. Physical activity, respect, integrity, perseverance. Yeah. What's not to like? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, um, you know, any child who's looking for some type of sports activity, especially for, you know, kids that maybe don't love group activities that, you know, involve like a team, you know, people who kind of, or maybe just they wanted something more individual at their pace. Um, I think this is great because you can pace it as you wish, you know, you can take as long as you want or uh, move as fast as you can through it. And it's good physical exercise, which I think, you know, people just don't get enough of mm -hmm. nowadays because yep. we're so busy in our lives that unless you make the time, you're not going to do it. It instills great character qualities and virtues that will, you know, be able to get you through, you know, every aspect of your life moving forward. Um, and I think that it really does give you something to look back on um, and say, man, I did that, you know, and... I think that um, it just, it's something that you'll, you know, you'll always be proud of. That's great. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And congratulations again on getting your black belt. And thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yep. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks for listening to the Spine Talk podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, join the conversation on our social media pages, and to find more information, visit www.texasback.com.